This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Happy Halloween, everybody, and welcome to the most terrifying thing you'll listen to or possibly watch today, Six Rings and Football. <laughs> I'm not restarting the pie. I refuse to. No, I, no we need they broke to. You. They broke you. We need to find a way to laugh. Also, you know, I don't think anyone was expecting shitty Dracula, but he's going to be <laughs> Glad you said it, not me. You get mad yeah. when I criticize your voices. No, no, that one is purposely bad. That's cartoonishly bad, just like the New England Patriots can be intermittently this season on their way to two and six. Hello, how are you? It is happy Halloween. Fun-sized candy bars for all. You guys, the listenership, are our are, are Foxborough friends here on the Six Rings and Football Things community. You guys get your pick of the good candies. I'm talking like Kit Kats, Snickers, Twix, uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but not just the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Andy. I'm talking like the Reese's Peanut Butter like pumpkins, like the, one of the absolute best. Because I think we can all agree, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, but in the, like the novelty seasonal holiday shape yep. the eggs the pumpkins the tree christmas, christmas tree, tree. Oh, i like the egg the most it's like it's perfect the, followed by the pumpkin the tree i celebrate the, the whole common, of the reese's fans that is the common belief that the ratio is a little different and the ratio or something is better in the uh the seasonal holiday editions i'm not a huge reese's guy not gonna lie to you i'll eat them yeah. but not not a huge guy how about, Re- how about reese's pieces and um, i'm not just talking about the breakdown every sunday on espn.com no no I'm more into the. Uh, what is yours? What is shop? yours? I like Kit Kat. I actually really like Three Musketeers. A little nougat and chocolate gets it done for me. That's um, funny. I I heard last week on our afternoon program a, a micro debate between Mego Jones and uh, Arcand about favorite candies, and Jones said he only just recently learned to appreciate the Kit Kat and feels like the Three Musketeers is the most slept on candy. Oh yeah, it's How so about good. That? It's so good. I don't. I don't think it's good that I See, agree with Jones because intensely he, negative people like Three Musketeers. <laughs> uh, I actually heard a uh, friend, Ross Tucker, friend of the Six Rings podcast, uh, indeed, um, came across my Twitter feed, a little snippet of his podcast, um, absolutely exploding in a, a candy debate, and that the Reese's Take Five oh. is without a doubt the best candy bar on the market, the most Top underrated, five. the Top uh, Five. So I think I don't even know if I've had and he said that he goes, if you if you don't agree, it means you've never had it. And I'm Correct. not sure I've ever had it. Correct. Uh, OK. Yeah. My buddy, uh, uh, comedian Nick Kroll also used to sing its praises and swears up and down like it is the greatest candy bar of all time. It's chocolate. It's pretzel. It's caramel. It's peanut butter all woven together into this 
magnificent, sweet and savory uh, package. It is just, it's magnificent. And yes, yeah. I do find, I find candy debates more interesting than rehashing and parsing over whatever it. is left of so you 31, 17 candy? dolphins. Let's grade would, candy instead of I, Patriots. I, I you know, Honestly, I'll hop on tomorrow and do a mailbag podcast and we will grade. I'll take pictures of all of our kids candy candy allotment and we'll do a candy grade what are your thoughts on those little uh i'm not even sure what they're called the old-fashioned like caramel wheels with the white center oh uh bullseyes yeah do you like those when they're fresh love them if they get old they'll just pull your teeth out see you know what i do weird with those because you're right i feel like they don't have a very good uh, shelf life. i already know i already know you're a chip licker you break the caramel and then you pull it out, I bet, and then you take the white, that powdery sugar in the middle, and then you, like, eat that first. Well, I actually just do it in my mouth with my tongue. I just push the white out the hole with my tongue. All right, tongue everybody, we will talk to you next hole. week on after the Commander's game. This has been Six Rings and FanDuel. Oh, what's that, FanDuel? You're no longer a sponsor. <laughs> but we picked up Take 5. <laughs> yeah, but we but we just picked up Mar the Mars Reese's Company, which is amazing. Well, oh. as long as you don't, like... Tell me, like, oh, I break it open, and then I just freebase it, or I do a bump of the sugar in the middle. Oh, I just put it in my mouth. I push the white out, suck on it, clean the white out, and then I uh, spit the caramel out because it's usually not good caramel. Well, no, nah, it's not bad. It's not It's not great. It's not bad either. Right. Uh, and, yes, Pats fans, this is where your favorite Foxborough footballers have left us, taking five minutes at the start of a podcast on All Hallows' Eve to debate favorite candies and our unique and sometimes perverted, if not disgusting, ways to eat them as well. Uh, I'm not even going to bother getting into the almond joy or mounds debate. Cause you're probably not a coconut guy. Nope. I love I those hate coconut. Hate Why? It. Why Gross. do people have such passionate? I feel like Gross. coconut is the Mac Jones of candies. It's really, it can be really good at times, but also there are people that are major detractors. No, it's not the Mac Jones. What are you taught? Mac what Jones is better than coconut. No, he's not. He beat the Bills in the fourth quarter. Did you forget that already? It's only been a little over a week. and you I, I didn't forget that. I remember very well. I was there. He's or at least I was watching with you, and then we did a Coconut radio suck. show. Coconut Coconut's suck. does not suck. Coconut's good. Hmm. See? Nope. It is. See, I'm actually How many more Coconut right. you, candy you bars are there? Give me credit. How many Coconut uh, candy bars are there? Like one or two? Uh, there's Milky Way. Mounds, Milky Way is not and then Coconut. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Milky Way no, is not, not Milky. Coconut. I'm sorry. Mounds and Almond Joy. And yeah. Uh, then, then there's that other one, which is like a big, long, dark chocolate. It's it's called like Aloha or Paradise. Here, I don't yeah, know. none of these are popular or famous. You know why? Because coconut sucks. Science. No, what do you? Bounty. Yeah, Bounty. Mm. Yeah. Does Bounty make the top twenty? No, because no. <laughs> coconut sucks. Caramel, nougat, chocolate, peanuts, peanut butter—all better than coconut by far. Not I was not there. expecting our candy debate to go this long, but that's how this is. This is what it's called staving off the inevitable. This is disrespectful to Mac. Don't be disrespectful. How is that disrespectful to Mac? To Mac? The truth Some is mean like enough coconut. right now. Coconut Some sucks. Like Mac is slightly better than suck. So he's slightly better than a mounds. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you have to give out grades for bad games. Okay, let's right. go. There we go. All right, so let's give out our grades as we usually do in the recap podcast a couple days after Sunday's very disappointing 31-17 defeat at the South Florida House of Horrors that is Hard Rock Stadium for the Patriots where they run their record all time to 17-42 and in the Miami Gardens area. We give out our grades for offense, defense, the coaches, the quarterback, and, of course, special teams. And let's start off the top because, boy, oh, boy, 
it looked like it was going to be a promising Sunday for the offense. They went up 7-0. After Duggar makes that nice interception to Tua Tungavailoa, Mac zips him right down the second half. They cash the ticket, second half of the field. Nice pass, Pop Douglas, double covered. Touchdown, Kendrick Bourne. Patriots are up 7-0. And then it was all downhill from there. I, I, if you had turned your TV off, then you would have at least, if you saw the final score later, it wouldn't have hurt as much. But for the rest of us, the diminishing returns of that viewing experience, pretty, pretty brutal. So we'll start with the offense. I'm going to give them a big old C minus. Okay, you're an easier grader than I am. I think it's a D, but I think Ooh. we're in the same mind frame. Um, one of nine on third down. Couldn't protect Mac Jones. Mac Jones makes a hellacious game-changing decision slash throw for the interception. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have a lot of yards. You didn't have a lot of first downs. You couldn't stay on the field. Like, I don't – I mean, I feel like I'm almost being generous. There was a little bit of a running game in there. Um, Zeke at one mm-hmm. point gave you a little boost. But overall – When he wasn't from, getting tripped. Oh, I know. Bill's still bitching about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stats are for losers what's whining about the officials for bigger losers uh it's just loser adjacent yeah i think it's bigger loser because because um, you would probably because you would probably say that a, lo- a vast majority of online pats fandom and it was valid because the officiating was i mean we're not we don't grade the refs every week that's for other people on the in the online community but the there's pretty much no arguing with the fact that the referees were i mean they're they're terrible everywhere every i know game. you don't like refs this Every was maybe the worst. The NFL has an officiating problem, period. Like full Sean Spicer voice, period. It's terrible. The officiating has never been worse in my estimation. I don't know why it's gotten so bad. And in Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium, it was God awful to say the least. And that's being kind. So let's put a pin on this. What makes you a well, well, different podcast? I don't want to do it now. I want to keep grading. But um, what makes you a bigger loser when you whine about the officials, when you whine about injuries or when you bring up statistics? We can rank those in the can, loser world. Later. We can po- we'll have plenty of time to power rank and uh, do an Olympic medal style ranking of the losers, the losers lament, if you will. There'll be a losers yeah. lament podcast coming soon to but a six rings feed near you. Back to the uh, the grades, just D level performance. Um, again, you you threw for like 160 yards on nearly 30 passing attempts. One of your best pass catchers right now is Farrell Brown. Um, he had 33 yards. I think Bourne just beat him before tearing his ACL, unfortunately, and being lost for the season. Um, you don't have any weapons. Demario Douglas is trying to do his rookie slot, inject some life into the offense thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the offensive line, Cole Strange. Hey, if this guy's going to blitz right here, could you get more than like a finger on him? Maybe get two fingers, a whole hand, whatever you can do there using the whole hand, huh, doc? Maybe use the whole hand, Cole Strange. (laughs) You got the whole fist up there, Doc? Ooh, um, river. Like, I don't know. What do you feel good about? Is there any coming off a good performance against the Bills? Just this offense. If I said you feel best about X from the Patriots offense, what would it be, mm-hmm. Fitzgerald? I feel best about whenever they get the ball into Pharaoh Brown's hands because he is still the top rated <laughs> tight end. Seriously, the guy is good. For two 15-yard plus receptions any Sunday. He rumbles and stumbles down the sidelines. The guy is chiseled from soapstone. He's like, he's dynamite. Like, I you're that's what you're gonna have to do from now on. Like, you're use the tight, just throw to the tight ends if uh if it's if we're legally allowed to get Mike Kosicki more than two receptions in a game. The receiving core now is wafer thin. 
it is like communion wafer thin at this point. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a log jam not long ago. That was a while ago. Things things can change in a season. It was never a log jam. No, it was not. There was not. Their best receiver now, Dunsky for the season. Kendrick Bourne actually just tweeting out moments ago. Uh, thank you guys for all the prayers. God has a plan for me, and I'm going to attack rehab. We do wish Kendrick Bourne well. Uh, he was having a good game up until the point. When did he actually, when did the injury occur, Andy? He left the game three for 36 with a touchdown. So oh, it was late. It was late. It was very late. Late third, early fourth. No, I think it was in the fourth. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, just real quick. Here's where I jump mm-hmm. into your, your people and you people side of the street. Um, mm-hmm. I saw this and I agree with this. Mm-hmm. I think if the Patriots want to do, well, they almost never do the right thing because otherwise Jacoby Myers would still be here and there'd be a lot of different decisions made. Tom Brady would have never worn a Buccaneers uniform. If they want to do the right thing, Uh sign Kendrick Bourne to an extension. I know right now it's bad business, whatever he's rehabbing. I, I don't know. I feel like this team and we'll get into it in the second part of the podcast, kind of like where it's going mentally, physically, roster wise, all of that. I feel like this team, I believe I'm sure you saw Matthew Slater said he, he, believes that Kendrick Bourne might bring the best energy of any teammate he's ever been around to mm-hmm. a football team. I, I think you should reward that. I think you should give him a contract. I think there would be some goodness for your roster moving forward. Cause I think he's a pretty good receiver. If he's your two or your three, you're mm-hmm. probably a good team. Um, mm-hmm. But also goodwill, good, like good locker room. Like who wouldn't think- want to have that kind of guy, a God loving, energetic, totally buoyant, supportive, funny, yeah effervescent guy around through rehab into next year. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't, I, don't be a douche about it. Don't be like, we'll pay you uh 32 cents on the dollar. No, like no, I give him a normal deal, whatever his market value should be. Uh, he came here on a three for 15 deal considering like a good faith signature. I don't know what two for 20 right now. Would you? I would. Yeah. Maybe it's not really 20. Maybe I got a little bit of funny money in there, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think that he was, so he was basically making 5 million a year. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Okay, so on paper, it'll be 10 million a year over the next couple of years because you're actually probably not going to get the beginning of next year. He's going to be questionable, going to take a little while. So you're kind of buying a year and a half with a two year deal or something like that, which which would be which would be more than fair market value if he comes back at the productive rate that he was away money all over the wide receiver depth chart every year, wide receiver depth everywhere, period. Right. So piss it away on a guy who's a decent dude. Right. Exactly. Who who other people like? P- there you go. Just uh, Terp, save that one off. Piss it away on a guy who's a decent dude. There but don't send don't it know. to the FTC. I don't know if that's, that's gonna. Cool. I don't know if that's gonna fit on a T-shirt. But still, um, I agree. All right. So a C minus for me, and it's a big old D for you. Speaking of big old D's, how about that defense, Andy? You go first with your grade. So, I initially I was like F them, literally with an F. But I was. Then I thought about it, and it wasn't a total F performance. Mm-mm. So I gave him a D again on defense, um, and, and, and I was torn. Like, they made a few plays, turnovers. You win the turnover battle. You're supposed to win the game. You didn't. They couldn't. I don't know if I can say nah, I can't say it. <laughs> my my no, coach in high school had a if, phrase that I If can't you say. thought about whether or not you could, you shouldn't. Just leave it. Um, but they – the ineptitude dealing with Hill and Waddle, Hill early, Waddle late, leaving mm-hmm. Waddle uncovered, Jack Jones getting confused, the whole thing, it can't happen. And, and I know everybody tells me they take away the opponent's best receiver. Well, they didn't take away their best receiver, didn't take away their second best receiver. And Waddle dropped a couple passes. Mm-hmm. The yards could have been, it could have been even uglier statistically on paper. 
Um, Christian Barmore, I'll give him credit. Christian Barmore and Kyle Duggar, I'll give them credit for this not being an F. They they saved the class. They lifted the class average to a D here. Yeah, I went with a D plus on this one. A little worse than the offense, mostly because when the Pats needed them to make a play, and I understand they are compromised and they are undermanned, and what are you doing with Miles Bryant playing so many significant snaps? I get it. Go, Kyle Duggar. Kyle Duggar played his ass off. Christian Barmore showed up. But Juwan Bentley, you lose Juwan Bentley. Like, the defense definitely sort of sprung more leaks when you lost Bentley. And, hey, if you don't have the depth, that's a you issue, not a me issue. But they looked good at times, and then they faltered, and they faltered hard. J.C. Jackson, whoo, now I'm starting to understand why the Chargers were willing to pay a good portion of his salary just to get him. I... Didn't yeah, this have is a not good game. down LeGarrette Blunt Lane. This is not no, like, hey, no. you, you sucked with the Steelers, but you're back with us. You're good again. Woohoo! Nope. That was uh, nope. eye-openingly nope. bad. No, yeah, he was not very good. He has no. not been. He On was anybody. okay the week before. He was okay-ish the week before against Buffalo. Not great against Tyreek Hill and Waddle. The Patriots did not unveil their containing corral Tyreek Hill defense like they normally do. No. It was just, it was, they gave not up over 400 much. yards of offense. Sorry. Not good enough. So that's a D plus for me. The coaches, I'm just going to go straight right at it. Big old D. Yeah. I don't get an F, but they get like a, like that's a D effort. Like no, like Belichick complaining all day long, not able to affect the officiating in a positive way for himself after call after call is blown or doesn't go his way. Uh, Bill O'Brien, not able to make adjustments. Mac Jones averaging 5.8 yards, a pass attempt. Can't get the running game going. Uh, Adrian Clem has his guys out there giving up mid play in the offensive line. Just not a banner day. Nothing that they're going to want to submit to anywhere except the trash folder on their desktop. D for me on the coaches. Yeah, same. And um, you noted it. I, I think Sunday into Monday is maybe the worst whining we've ever seen from Bill Belichick over Ooh, his career. He wasn't um, happy. He's just bitching about everything, the penalties, the on the field, then the the off the field and the safeties trying to guilt people. Oh, you just like to think your players are being protected like everybody else. Like I, I don't even know what the hell he's doing. It losing is not good for the way he handles himself. He does not mm-hmm. handle losing well. And I know, oh, show me a good loser. I'll show you a loser. Well, he's a loser right now. He's two and six. That's the reality. He had a losing record last year, losing record this year. Um, and he is not handling it well. And again, I think coaching scheme issues are a problem. I'm sorry. I thought that was a terrible. I know they effed it up physically, but Hill on J.C. Jackson, who not that great, and mm-hmm. Marte Mapu is the guy you have back there. The oh. guy's barely been playing. You have a Jalen Mills, like athletically, a guy who can play free safety and corner. I'd rather have him over there. So I thought they put Marte Mapu in a position to fail a little mm-hmm. bit there. Um, so I I don't like what they're doing um schematically at times on defense i don't know why jonathan jones the whole that whole thing kryptonite that yeah the the coaching and then post game for bill didn't want to answer questions wanted to get the hell out of there as soon as he possibly could like way to be a professional bill like how do you ask your players to be professionals if you can't be a professional i mean i mean i think that's hypocritical um but he's been a hypocrite for a long time so um yeah i don't think bill the coaches handled themselves very well so yeah d Yeah, and we didn't hear much else from any of the other coaches as well as to why the game went the way it did and how they weren't able to make any adjustments to combat Miami's offense. Uh, It wasn't good. That's a D. Your quarterback, Michael McCorkle, Mac Jones, 19 of 29, 
I think it was 168 yards. We one touchdown and one horrendous. No, two touchdowns, one horrendous, horrendous, backbreaking, game changing, momentum altering interception. Props to Jalen Ramsey for making such a big play and looking younger and fresher than he has in some time. But boy, oh boy, that was a killer. You just can't throw it. Sorry. I mean, hey. Seven, you know, uh, interceptions suck, period. Turnovers have been a problem with him, with this team for years now, we know. But that one just was gut-wrenching. Like, I don't know. I can't tell you if Miami ends up winning by 14 points if Mac doesn't throw that pick. All I do know is it's a hell of a more entertaining game if they go down and they score the ball as opposed to if they make it 14-14, 14-10 as opposed to turning it over and then having to go into the half down 17-7. Pretty much that was you could almost have called ball game at that point. So I gave Mac a C minus um, because a mm. I think he deserves a better grade than Bill Belichick and some of his other teammates. Uh, B um, I think he's been more professional at the podium. And if I'm going to downgrade Bill for his post game performance, I'm going to upgrade Mac for his post game performance and saying I got to throw that ball right. I didn't drive mm-hmm. the ball like I. His eyes are wide open to some degree into, into how he's playing and what his role is in the failures and successes of this team. And I give him credit for that. He was under duress. I don't mm-hmm. think his offensive line played very well. Again, that's part of being a quarterback in the NFL. You're going to be under duress. you got to figure out a way to get it done. And you can't make that interception. Like That changed the whole game. And it's another late, lobbed, back foot kind of throw like he's not good enough to get away with that Lamar Jackson everybody's showing his touchdown to I think Andrews where he like was off one foot okay he can get away with it Will Levis Mm -hmm. has got an absolute big arm and you know physically and literally and figuratively a big arm um those guys can get away with it Mac can't but I'm not gonna put it all on Mac he we just said it I'm sorry but whether we're joking or not and we say that Farrell Brown's his best weapon that's an interesting tale to tell if you're a quarterback, and it's oh, not a happy a tale. Sad to tell. state of affairs. Pharaoh Brown is the best thing the Patriots. <laughs> imagine gosh. if Pharaoh Brown's good, though. Like, we fast forward a year, and he's got, like, 68 catches, and we're like, oh, my God, this guy was literally Ben Coates and Rob Gronkowski hiding. He was hiding right before our eyes. I don't even know who to compare him to. Um, Because like, like, they definitely brought him in to be that third blocking tight end, given yeah. the fact that the guy's an absolute brick shithouse, but... Easy. Uh, what kids are he listening? Is. It's Halloween. The, the kid, children, if the children have made it 21 minutes into this podcast, then we should call someone. We should call the parenting authorities. Well, maybe it's the kid that dressed up as Mike McDaniel for Halloween. And he just <laughs> wanted to listen there. Now you shouted him out. Good job. Remember when people used to dress up as Bill Belichick when he was popular and he was. Yeah, that was that was funny. Remember that? Yeah, those not are good anymore. times. No, yeah, more. no, they're not doing that anymore. Nope. Nope. Unless you want to actually get egged on the sidewalk. Yep. Uh, yeah, Farrell Brown, revelation. I mean, we'll get to the in the second half of the podcast, we'll get to the things you have to look forward to or what this season's going to have to become all about because whiskey eggnog. Ah, almost. It is That's actually what I have to look first around the corner. You damn right yeah. it is. Special teams. I gave a quarterback a D plus as well. Special teams. Uh, I went B. Um, Same. Yeah. I think that Beringer was good. He is. Mm-hmm. See, I think he's had a good year. His numbers are trending upward. For a while there, his numbers, net and gross punting and all that, were down near the bottom. Now his numbers, he's in like the low 20s, 22, 23. He's becoming a statistically better punter. Um, He had the nice one downed by Schooler. He had another bomb that he put out of bounds. I think he's just a good freaking punter. Ryland hit his field goal, so 
you know, they did not allow any major punt returns or kickoff returns by Miami. So, I mean, they didn't affect the game in such a way that we ended up talking about them negatively or in a more positive capacity. So that's a B teetering on B plus, but to get to B plus or a minus territory, they have to do something special that really affects the balance or outcome of the game. And it's hard to do something special. Like as a punter, if you pin them down and then either the defense doesn't stop them or your offense doesn't take advantage of the hidden yards and sort of the, the field and they're not really doing that. It did make me, though, in the middle of the game, I tweeted it out. This was a game where I felt like you really could have used Marcus Jones either in the return mm-hmm. game or on offense to a spark. They don't have any sparks right now, spark plugs. Mm-hmm. He's a spark plug. I feel like this is a game where maybe Marcus Jones could have made a difference and maybe this would have been a B plus or an A minus. But, you know, it isn't. He isn't. It is what it is. Uh, Andy, while we have been potting, uh, uh, a couple of trades have filtered through. We'll get to that in the second half of the podcast. There are some demands that are being made. There are some trades that are actualizing. So we've got a couple of things we need to get to in that side on the other side of this podcast right here. But those are our grades for the Dolphins Patriots game. Nobody got a major passing grade. It was mostly a lot of, eh, and definitely a lot of, unfortunately. And that's what too much of this season has been. Is there anything positive? What do we have to look forward to? Let's get to that in the second half. But thank you guys once again for listening, rating, reviewing, subscribing, sharing, and telling your friends they got to tune in and catch the latest six rings and football things here from WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. We always appreciate you just like we do. FanDuel Sportsbook, our sponsor on the podcast. FanDuel, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash six rings to take advantage of their amazing and generous profit boost. Same game parlays. And of course, if you join up now, you can get their Thursday night football specials, the no sweat first bets, and so much more. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, right here we are in the back half of the review and recap pod following the Patriots-Dolphins defeat. It's time to look ahead to not only... Sunday's game, game nine. So there'll be nine. They'll be pushing into the second half of the season. This is their last home game before their home game, if you will, at Waldenstadt in Frankfurt, Germany against the Colts in just under two weeks' time. Uh, I, I Let me get to these trades first real quick before we get into uh, any yeah, reaction to you quickly on this one. Um, the Commanders and the Bears have agreed to a trade per Adam Schefter. Montez Sweat has been sent to the Chicago Bears for a 2024 second round pick. Now, why would a struggling team, the three and five commanders who you'll see on Sunday, they just dealt away one of their better pass rushers for a second round pick to a team that unless they sign him up immediately, like couldn't sweat, just say, I'm good. And walk. I mean, like that is not a lot to give up for somebody. My guess uh, is the last year was. Yeah. They plan on signing him that they get, right. you know, get him in the building, show him what we got here. What I don't know, mm-hmm. that whole mentality. Um, okay. It was a little bit like, remember the Shohei Otani, like trade for Shohei Otani. You get him in your building and then you, you'll have a step right. up on signing him. That's a lot he, to give. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It helps the Patriots because he won't be on the field for the commanders on Sunday, which nope. is good. 
so we got that going for us, which is nice. There you go. There's yeah. a little pat spin on that one as Look well. Me being positive. And this also makes me wonder, you know, we're a couple four hours. We're recording this at noontime. It's a nooner. And I wonder exactly what the Patriots, if they do decide to move on from Josh Uche, what they could get for the Uche. Now, would that be maybe a third, probably a fourth? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I, I wonder what the Uche value is around the league. I don't, I can't envision it being a third to me is a really good pickup for you. Um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade a third for Josh Uche, a, a rotational pass rusher who I think is good, not great. Um, mm -hmm is probably best suited to be a second fiddle like he was opposite Judon. Um, but pass rushers, they're at a premium in the NFL. Um, the problem is the market. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess he could be an also like Danell Hunter is like leading the NFL in sacks and he might be available via trade. Uh, right. Wet just goes for a second. So yep. maybe there's teams that don't want to pay the premium price for those guys, but want to increase their pass rush. Maybe they're willing to say, yeah, I'll give a third or a fourth round pick for Uche. But, um, I don't know. I'd take whatever anybody offered at this point. Mm -hmm. Bears do desperately need a pass rusher. And Phil Perry, our pal over at NBC Sports Boston, said something similar. Here's an example of a non-contending team parting with draft capital in order to add a talented player at a premium position. You can still have a bad record and still be a buyer at the market if you're looking for players around whom you want to build. I think that's an yep. excellent bit of perspective right there. Uh yeah, it's okay. So, like, people say, like, oh, the Pats have to be sellers. The Pats have to be traders. Like, no, you could actually go out and find someone on another team that they're likely not going to re-sign. And like you said, buy yourself first crack at that guy at whatever that premium position is that you happen to prioritize. Also, Jordan Schultz saying that Devontae Adams camp approached the team and said, yeah, we think a change of scenery would be good. And the Raiders said, no chance, bro. So. That is going to be, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody, somebody sometime soon says, Ooh, my hamstring or my arm, it's broken. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think he's too much of a competitor for that, but certainly it's getting the best of him. You saw last night and I'm not big on the lip reading cause I never know it's sure, but the sick of this effing S mm -hmm. on the sideline yeah. kind yeah, that of looked, thing. That would look pretty direct. And, yeah, that it, did. <laughs> it did. Um, he's it's it's infuriating it's frustrating you got jimmy missing him and i know jimmy's got a back injury maybe that played a factor Ooh. in that because because i've learned that injuries are an excuse i check my list and injuries yep that's an excuse for jimmy um but yeah i how can you i would love to see him traded because that's a big move that could shake up the nfl wherever he goes Devonte adams but here's another one for you andy um here's one for you uh Per Jordan Schultz, once again, this was just uh, right here mid-pod just a couple minutes ago. Sources, running back needy teams have reached out to the Patriots about the availability of Zeke. Zeke will be a free agent again after the season. He has 260 yards and two touchdowns this year. That for Jordan Schultz via the Bleacher Report. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Now, you'd have yeah. no depth at running back if you... Nope. Like, and then, you, then you're bringing up Kevin Harris and right. you're elevating him from the practice squad. Remember when uh, I liked him? Yeah, I do. Remember those were good days. Yeah. Has yeah, Remember when Pierre Strong was on the team and then he's getting 40-yard runs for the Cleveland Browns? That's... Yeah, because he's fast. Uh, Tyrone Wheatley Jr. hasn't even played a snap yet this year, so. Yeah, that stinks. We take Tyrone Wheatley Sr. I... <laughs> Oh my God! Look at all right. This. So where do they I go? I am I am broken at this point. I don't know. I know I you are. Really, I'm not. I'm really. A I don't know. I don't know what to say about like. I don't even know. Okay, like 
yes, Pop Douglas, great. Yeah, he like try to ho- hopefully don't get him, you know, brutalized out there in the field, exposing him to more big hits. Now he that he doesn't he's your get number popped one like a pimple. What? Do you need to take a minute? Do you need to I just need to. okay? Yeah, you they, might. I'll just say they broke me too. Okay, yeah, they, everything is broken. This podcast, our brains, the team, the season, all of it. Two and six. Ugh. So, so look, now you're right now. You're heading towards anywhere between four and thirteen, and you know seven and ten at best, maybe six and eleven. I don't know. Seven. You think they I can said get to seven? I do not. I was just trying to like find the last shred of positivity that I had to offer. And it's just so the thing that kills me is the pendulum like nature of just like, look, we beat Buffalo. And I know Buffalo's not that great. It probably said as much about Buffalo as it did about us, but like we played the most perfect game we probably can with the talent we have, but don't worry, everyone, we're going to come right back this way and make a boatload of mistakes and play really mid football all the way through and turn the ball over and, whiff tackling and give up chunk yardage on third down time and again, and also not execute third down. (sighs) Just somebody out there. I would love somebody who's listening to this podcast, who watches us on YouTube, just DM me, shout at me, whatever, like what, where will be save for just like, honestly, tailgating and just going and complaining with your friends under a tent while enjoying, uh, Fall flavored beverages, warm cider, whiskey, nog, cook, you know, oyster, you know, it's oyster season. The oysters are never fresher than they are in the mid R the ER months. Whatever. What what what's the joy? Well, like it, it's that was not a fun experience. Watching that game Sunday, that was three and a half, that was three quarters of sitting in the waiting room at the veterinarian's office. It sucked. And this was the uh, root of my column the other day. The mighty Belichick has struck out with these Patriots because there is no joy in Patriot Nation, just like there wasn't in Mudville because the guy you always expected to come through, the guy you always had faith in, Belichick or mm-hmm. Casey, has mm-hmm. failed, Has is, yeah. is now a fallen figure. And that is the reality of this team. And now it's football. You know, you could say mm-hmm. you like it's better to watch football than not watch football kind of mentality. But I think you're also right in that it'd be one thing if you were watching a lot of players you had a lot of future faith in, like you were hoping that, you know, all these guys, if they just get a half a season under their belt, imagine how good they're going to be next September, ready for like a new sophomore. I don't know. Like Demario Douglas, definitely one of those guys. City. So is now blocking pretty well. Maybe we have between, maybe we have a, a, a piece of the offensive line. Cool. But, you know what bothers me with those guys is they're almost like um, replacement hopes. Like you've given up on Cole Strange, so you like City So now. Well, but yeah. that doesn't make up for the first round. You've given up on Tyquan. You're not giving up on Cole Strange. Tyquan Thornton, however, I've he, given up on Cole Strange for now. I, I you just have? I, see, I don't I've think given up on Tyquan Thornton. I don't think Tyquan Thornton's very good. Right, and so even the scratch. joy of Demario Douglas is like, yeah, but. Well, yeah, nice. there's a lot of yabbits. There, there's complete. We we don't live in. It was Patriots Nation, and then it was Resignation, and now we are in mitigation. That's it. Everything and desperation. All the all the wrong Asians. Ugh. Um. So what do you? All right. So okay, nine games to go. Best case scenario for these Patriots the rest of the way. Legitimately. Go ahead. Um. Do you want the what sounds like snarky but isn't snarky version? That's you mean so meaning like you'll just sort of talk? Yes. They never win another game. 
and you have one of the top two picks in the draft. I, like I'm being dead yeah. serious. The no. season is over, and I mm-hmm. nobody wants it. Nobody wants a tank, and it's not fair to the game. And Belichick would never do that. And these are Robert players. Kraft doesn't want to see empty seats. All of that. And, yeah, all I of know. that. That's fine. goes against every grain and fiber. I get you, but, but the best long term interest to the team, I think, are Drake May or Caleb Williams playing quarterback for the Patriots in 2024. And the only way that happens is if you, or Marvin Harrison, let's love him. Okay. Whatever. Can I, can, can I float this one? What if you have like the second or third pick third pick, we'll say, and you get Marvin Harrison jr. Who it looks like an absolute stud, like game changing wide receiver. Then at the top of the second round, you grab like Bo Nix who may fall or Michael Penix could even like, he probably will go in the later twenties. Grab a Bonix or a JJ McCarthy. What if you could possibly get a quarterback prospect and a receiving prospect? Those are two foundational pieces, and then you spend a s load of money on the Absolutely. offensive line. Absolutely. Okay. I'm all right. No, I don't. All right. I don't know enough about the quarterbacks. Let's I go. haven't studied them enough. But if you want to tell me, I'm getting Ladanian Tomlinson and Drew Brees, which the Chargers did. Okay, I'm listening. Like you, that's you're trying for a quick turnaround. So. The reality is, for for that plan to work, Fitzgerald, you wow. can't win many games. Look at Bo Nix's stats. So here's somebody who could very oh, well be in. available at the end of the first round or top of the second. Got a million-dollar smile, perfect face. I think he's already married, high-quality human being. 2,337 yards, two-thirds the way through the season, his senior season, 21 touchdowns, one pick, an 85 QBR. Mind you, everyone, that's not a rating. That's ESPN's metric, 85. Right. That's out of 100. That's the fourth best in the United States right now in college football. Damn. Yeah. No, uh, but again, the only way this works is if you win maybe one more game. All right. The more games you win, Mm -hmm. the more you, the further you get from this plan in both rounds. And now all of a sudden you're picking sixth and you're picking 38th is not as good as picking two and 30, 33rd. Right. Uh, All right. So we need to come up with, you know, you, you came up with, uh, we're not tanking. We just suck. What you've changed to we're not tanking. Still we just true. stink for TV. Still we have true. a million different portmanteaus and taglines here. Intellectual property that people are grabbing and take snaking from us as happens all the time. Whatever. That's fine. You're welcome, audience. You're welcome, America. We need to come up with some sort of description for the Patriots entertained me but lost, which is actually a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that was another... That was a fun, def- like that was a an entertaining defeat. That was a fun loss, because uh, I can smile if I know, like, hey, they gave it their all. I was entertained in the end. They lost, sort of like the Eagles game, but we had different kinds of hopes in the beginning of the season. Now we're hoping that the Patriots can get co- better draft picks and build for a b- brighter tomorrow. So Thanksgiving, we give thanks for losing. That is so bad that I love it. Thanksgiving dinner. That's it. Yes. Because it used to be around here, the most important football was played after Thanksgiving, and that was where you go down the home stretch and get ready for the Super Bowl, blah, 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 get your seed. Well, now it's still the most important football. Happy (laughs) Thanksgiving. It sounds like something somebody with a stereotypically Irish accent would probably. Happy Thanksgiving. Right. This Thursday will be Thanksgiving. (laughs) And don't we screw it up with by a can- beating the Giants. We opened with a candy debate, and now we just insulted our brethren on the Emerald Isle while while basically punting on the remainder of the season. But this is where we are. This is just an honest assessment. Oh, you got you guys are so negative. Oh, come on, can't you guys just appreciate everything we've had? 
This isn't a retrospective podcast. No. We're not doing we're not doing back to the future oldies 103 radio on sports. We're talking about the here and the now. This team is not very good, and I want them to get better quicker. And that sitting down to a Thanksgiving meal might be the best path. Thanksgiving. That's it. I don't even know if I want to do much more podcast after that. I think I just want to end on a high note. I think happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. That's it. I love it. Okay. That's it. You're right. We might offend some people, but yeah, it's fine. Listen, at this point, won't be the first time, won't be the last. You're having to, that comes with a grand assumption that I actually have feelings of like remorse or that I would be bothered that I've quote unquote offended somebody by saying happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, there's no feeling. Sad though. It is sad we've gotten to this. And I do. You're so right. The people that are like, why can't you just be happy with what they gave us for 20? Everybody's still we happy about are. that. Everybody still appreciates that. God. But how long are you going to live in the past? How long are you going to live? I remember when I said. You know, this, it is Massholia in New England. We're pretty good at living in the past. Well, I, I just find it sad. The glory days things. The like, oh, we're going to buy Brady jerseys and Gronk jerseys. And they're Edelman still the jerseys. top selling jerseys. We can't even stop well, playing freaking crazy train in the parking lot. Or when they enter the stadium, this team in no way, shape or form resembles the team that used to run out of the tunnel to, to fireworks, the giant flag and crazy train. Everything needs a fresh coat of paint. We need a redo. Like we got to they, they gave the stadium a fresh coat of paint with the lighthouse and the new bar and everything and the fancy furniture and all that jazz and the gorgeous view of the foliage in downtown Boston. We got the biggest single panel flat screen TV in North America. Now we need New uniforms, some new coaches, some new players, everything. Wow. Yeah. Wow. New uniforms, a total, total turnover. I I would. I, I'm done. I, I, like when Jerry God. Glanville got to Atlanta and went with the black instead of the white and oh, red. I love the, the, the dirty birds. Hell yeah. yeah. That was great. And Are I love me some red and silver Falcons as well. But like, I'm ready for all of it. It's okay. Let's just like, let's, let's like associate. Rip it off. Rip the yes. Band-Aid off. Pull, just get it. Yeah. Put a string around the tooth, tie it to the, the door, have grandma slam the door, pull, get it out, or just, you know, chew on a sugar daddy to kind of go full circle with the Halloween candy and just get it out and move on. Wow. And I, I don't disagree. And I know that's tough for people to take. And I know mm-hmm. this will lead into the Mike Lombardi's of the world saying Bill would never tank. He doesn't have it in him. He just wouldn't do they it. They may not be good enough to win more than two more games the rest of the year. They're two so there and we six go back now. To our original phrase: We're not tanking. We just... yeah, we're not tank. We're, yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. All right, <laughs> I need to say that again and smile. All right, there's the pod. Do you agree or disagree? Is it time for a Thanksgiving supper <laughs> with Fitzy and Hart? Uh, give us a give us a shout if you get. It. Well, first of all, subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. Hey, you know, I got to tell you, Fitzy and Hart, those bozos over at Six Rings, they have found a way to make each other laugh and try to entertain us during this very disappointing season. So give them a listen. We're still trying to have some fun talking Fox Pro football with you all. He's at Jumbo Hart. I'm at Fitzy GFY. Good job, producer Justin Turpin. Uh, we're rooting for you. Friday night, Braintree football, my my alma mater, my hometown takes on Brockton. Go get him, Turp. Let's Screw go. Wiggy. Rock out with our womp out on Friday night, everybody. I can't wait. All right. Good job, everybody. We'll be back in a couple days. If there is an emergency podcast that need be done because the Patriots make a last minute big trade at the deadline, then we'll hop back on the blower and talk to you for a couple of minutes. But until then, for Jumbo, for Fitzy, for Turp, and everyone here in the Six Rings community, thanks for listening to Six Rings and Football Things brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, WEEI Odyssey, and 2400 Sports. Good day. God bless. Happy Halloween. And as always, go Pats.